My name is Pastor Chris. I'm glad that you're here. I met a few people that are here for the first time. If you're here and you're new, would you wave at me? I just want to say hello to you. Hey, I got to meet you already. Good to see you. See you up in the balcony. So glad to have everyone with us today. Again, my name is Pastor Chris, and I'm looking forward to today. We're kicking off a brand new series and, um, and I love each time we come to God's word and we're looking at some new things that God wants to do and wants to speak to us about. Um, in these summer months, there's a lot to be excited about. There's a lot of changes and things that are taking place, teams that are coming and going. Please pray by the time we're together again next week, Team Uganda will have touched down and we'll be in Uganda to be a part of that work. And uh, we're thankful for that and excited for the work God's going to do. Um, want to make you aware of a few changes that are going to be happening here on our platform and what you see. Um, and I'm just going to do this really brief, briefly, and then we're going to get into God's Word. But um, one thing is with our screens. You, we have two screens up here, and uh, we have projectors, and it's time for us to uh, make some changes there. And so we're going to be uh, removing the projectors, and we're going to be getting some new technology. In fact, it's going to be LED screens that are going to be here. So it's going to be a lot clearer. Um, one of the other things that is going to be nice is we will now have the capability again to stream the video of the service live on the screens. So everyone balcony if you'd wave at me. Hi, balcony friends. Uh, it's a little farther for you to see. Uh, years ago, we used to have the video of the screen and of the preaching and of the worship up on the screens. So we're going to be doing that again. So whenever you see that, uh, don't be surprised. But we're also going to be adding a third screen right here in the middle. And uh, the third screen is going to have like my slides and, and other graphics on it, while the two side screens will often have live video of the services. And I just encourage you to uh, enjoy that. And we're looking forward to that. And we're thankful for technology and for upgrades and that we can kind of see the ministry uh, a bit closer and all the things that uh, are going to be taking place. Another thing that has to do with sight and sight lines is we're making some changes with some lighting uh, here in the uh, sanctuary. And for some, this will be sad news. For others, this will be good news. But we're going to be removing the chandeliers in the next few years. Uh, no, we don't need to cheer. Uh, some, they're sad over that because uh, it makes it look beautiful. But I did hear some in the balcony, you can't see the screens right now, right? We heard from you. We've heard you. And as many of us on the floor think they look beautiful, you, you just have to look through them to try to see the Word of God as, as we're preaching. So uh, those will be uh, removed. The great news is we're going to be selling those, and all the funds are going to go to missions. And we're going to be utilizing those resources to go. Um, and if you want to make a bid, uh, and you want it for your house, no, um, but we're excited about these upgrades, and we're going to be doing a couple other things on the platform. You'll see some changes, but uh, we just pray everything we do will just help us be able to minister to more people and uh, help everyone to be able to see and receive what God has for us here at Evangel. God's doing something new in this season. We're excited for it, and we're pressing in and leaning into all that God has. My heart's so full for today's message, and... Uh, Man, I feel like you're ready today, church. I feel like we're ready to press in and run after what God has for us. We came off of a series called Rooted about a month and some ago, and that series, I believe, was a pivot point for us as a church. I really think God is lining up some new things for us, moving us in some new direction. We learned about the fruit of the Spirit. Jesus said in John chapter 15, it's my desire into the Father's glory that you bear much fruit that our lives are meant to bear fruit. We're meant to look like Jesus. And so we explored the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience. We went through all of the nine attributes that are listed of the fruit of the Spirit. But I want you to know there's another um, list that the Bible gives that are called the gifts of the Spirit. 
These are the gifts that the Holy Spirit gives to us as believers in Jesus, and we're meant to utilize these gifts. Here's the sad part. Many don't even know that they have a gift. They don't even know that, that, that what that even means, and they think that's for the super spiritual or for the pastors and for the leaders, but we're going to learn in this series who those gifts are for. FYI, spoiler alert, it's you. Um, and, and so as you discover that, I just believe that God is going to begin to allow you to see and recognize and to activate the gifts that are here among us. And as that happens, some beautiful things are going to take place. God is going to get all the glory. And at the end of the day, people are going to come to Jesus because of that. Because when he's lifted up, that's what happens. Lives are changed as a result. And so um, today, just take out your notes. I, I hope that you'll be able to lean into the word each week. We're going to be growing. We're going to be experiencing the presence of God together. But it's important that we always draw everything we draw out of God's word as our foundation. And that's what we're going to be doing. The first thing I want to share with you is number one, a difference between fruit and gifts, because I don't want you to kind of blend that together and be confused. The fruit of the Spirit is what's meant to grow out of our lives as we remain connected to Jesus. And so here's the best way for you to remember the difference between fruit and gifts. Fruit is grown and gifts are given. Fruit grows. So fruit is meant to grow out of your life and it's really what comes out of you because of your relationship with Jesus. And, be, and the more you walk with him, the more you have peace and joy and love and patience and all these things. And they're the attributes of the spirit of God dwelling in you in your relationship with Jesus. But gifts are given. Gifts have been given. They don't come from within you. They come from outside of you. The Holy Spirit gives gifts to different people for different reasons. And the gifts of the spirit are given through the power of of the Holy Spirit in your life. So if you're a follower of Jesus today, if you've called upon him, the Bible says this, that when you call upon Jesus, the spirit that raised him from the dead, the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead is now at work inside of you. The Holy Spirit dwells within you. And as he dwells within you, he has gifted you with different things, with different ways of working and functioning. And when you employ and use those gifts, um, it changes lives. God is glorified, and uh, we see that you're walking in the fullness of God's purpose and plan for your life. Every gift that God gives has a goal associated with it. God doesn't give gifts for no reason. We give gifts, and those gifts, when we give them to people, sometimes they end up in the, in the trash, or they end up in a closet somewhere collecting dust. That is not the purpose of the gifts that the Holy Spirit gives. Every one of them are meant to be alive and active and working in and through your life. He gives every gift for a goal, every gift for a specific purpose, and uh, we need to understand that. So we're going to look in a passage of Scripture, if you'll turn there with me, to 1 Peter chapter 4. We're going to just dive into the meat of this passage, these two verses. It teaches us a lot about the gifts of the Spirit and what it means for you and me today and how we can ultimately walk in them and uh, practice them as the Lord desires. I'm going to read to you the whole, uh, the two verses, and then we're going to go piece by piece to understand it a bit better. It says this, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? And do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. 
So there's a lot that Peter is saying here that we need to understand. Peter's one of the very first people that experienced the power of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. It changed him forever. He spoke in a way that he had never quite spoken before because of what God did through the power of his spirit in him. But let's first just focus in on verse four, um, chapter 4, verse 10, the first part of it. It says this, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Here's what I want you to do. Turn to your neighbor right now and tell them this one thing. You're gifted. You're gifted. God has given each of you, if you belong to Jesus today, he's given you a gift. He's given, and, and for many, we would, you, would, you would wonder if that's true, and I want you to know it is true. It's absolutely true. He's given you a gift. Do you know what that is? Do you recognize it? Do you utilize it? Are you walking in it? Are you experiencing it and practicing it? But he's given you a gift whether you realize it, recognize it or not. Now, I'm going uh, further than just your natural gifting. Yes, God created you, and as he created you, there are natural gifts that are within you. But those gifts are your natural gifts. I'm not talking about your natural gifts. The Bible's not talking about your natural gifts here. It says you've been giving a gift from the, of the many spiritual gifts that the Lord gives. So let me talk to you for a moment about the difference between your natural giftedness and the spiritual gifts that God will give you. Natural gifts are traits that you are born with. Typically, they're passed down from person to person, parents or ancestors, and it's up to us to develop and use our natural gifts. When we use them for our own benefit or the benefit of others, uh, God can get the glory. I mean, we can use our natural gifting to bring glory to God. We can use our natural gift to help others and to serve God, and that's a good thing. But even when that's anointed, even when that's working at its very best, it is nothing in comparison. Hear me, nothing in comparison to the gifts of the Spirit working through your life. So we're talking about something greater than just your natural gifting. Spiritual gifts, they are a supernatural work of the Holy Spirit, and they're distributed to people, to individuals, believers, as he chooses and determines. And they don't, they're not our possession, they're not ours, we don't have them, we can't take the credit for them, but they're used as he would choose. And they're not for us to use as we would choose, they're for him to use as he would choose. And it's dependent on us remaining connected to him as our source. We can't do it apart from him. He says, you can do nothing apart from me. So our natural gifts are dependent on us, on our abilities, our own skill, our own strength. But I want you to know spiritual gifts are dependent on his ability, his strength, his power. And I want you to know that should be very humbling for us. And it should uh, create in us a desire to be very dependent on him. That if we want to be used in those things, that we have to remain connected to him. And you, many of you might think, well, yes, but I'm sure that the spiritual gifts are, are great, but I mean, they got to be somehow, they're, they're probably connected to my own natural giftedness. And I want you to know that sometimes that could be further from the truth. Um, because for some, they will have no ability to speak. They will stutter. And when the Holy Spirit comes upon them and they're walking in a spiritual gift, they'll begin to prophesy and speak boldly and clearly. That happens. You'll have people that have physical limitations and you'll have someone that will have a physical limitation, something in their own body that might not be right and God will use them powerfully in the gift of healing for others. God will do these kinds of things because it's, it's sometimes in our weakness he's made strong. It's just he's shown, he's, you see it and you can point and say, that has to be God, it can't be them. 
Because so, so that's beautiful. Now, there are other times where God will take your natural giftedness and he'll anoint it by the power of his spirit and you have a spiritual giftedness that kind of is right around that area of natural giftedness. And in those moments, like it's like the thing that God enabled you naturally to do. Now, supernaturally, you could do so much more than you could ever imagine. So really, it's how the Holy Spirit determines. It's not up to us to decide or to even care to know. We just trust him, amen? He works as he works. Um, but it's our job to remain reliant upon him, to ultimately be seeking, earnestly seeking these gifts. The Bible says earnestly seek spiritual gifts. And I think for some of us, if we're honest, we say we have not been earnestly seeking them. Some of us, we're afraid of them. Some of us, we don't think that we have them or that they exist for us. Some would say, well, don't those things just exist and operate in the time of the, the New Testament? Um, this probably isn't the, 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 the church that... that um, that, that would ever teach that. Um, I would say that you'd be very comfortable then. There are churches that would say, hey, the gifts no longer um, exist uh, outside of the, the bounds of Scripture, but we find nowhere in the Bible that we could see that. In fact, we see the revival of what's happening in our season today, that God is doing what he's always done. We don't have to look outside of Scripture to see that, man, when we pray for the sick, they're still healed today. Whenever we seek the Lord, he still works miracles today. We believe wholeheartedly that everything God teaches in his word and what we see in the New Testament church is meant to continue today. And uh, we don't apologize for that because it's what God's word teaches to us uh, in that way. But for you, you may say, well, I, I, I'm not a very spiritual person. I want to tell you, if you belong to Jesus, that is a lie. You are absolutely spiritual. The Spirit of God now dwells in you. Yes. Um, and, and you may not have much, I don't know much about this stuff. I don't know much about what that even means. I would just encourage you, will you just take this journey for seven weeks? And will you lean in and say, Lord, whatever you want to do in and through my life, come and do it. Because if that's what we want is just what God wants for us, then we're never in a bad place. Amen. And so wherever you come to and you approach this, we're going to take a deep dive into the gifts of the Spirit and understand how you and I have been gifted. And some of the gifts, they work out in such a way where, where they're actually on display on a Sunday morning and the Lord will use someone to speak a word or something will happen. We'll, we'll explore those and you'll understand how they function and how they work according to Scripture. But other, you've been given gifts of help, gifts that are meant to serve others, to build people up, to encourage them. We're meant to use our gifts the way God wants us to. As we look at the rest of verse 10, here's what it says. We've all been given a gift, and that gift is from the many spiritual gifts that God gives. It says now in verse 10, use them well to serve one another. Use them well to serve one another. Now, this word that's being used here, if you look, depending on the translation that you're looking at, if you would look at this uh, passage in the NASB, the New American Standard Bible, you'll see that there's a different word here instead of use them well. It says, use them to serve one another as good stewards. As a good steward. Using it well meaning, means that you're being a good steward of what's been entrusted to you. Here's what I want you to know. Gifts are given. You've, been, you've received, every single one of us, the Bible says, have received a gift. The question is, are you being a good steward of that gift or a bad steward of that gift? What are you doing with what the Holy Spirit has given to you, has entrusted to you? And so that's the question that each of us have to ask ourselves. And when I think about this word steward, my mind 
automatically goes to the words of Jesus. And he gave a teaching in Matthew chapter 25 where he tells a parable. And this parable is something that I believe we can apply absolutely when we think about the gifts of the Spirit. He says that there's a man, a master who owned um, a, a lot and he entrusted some of what he had accrued in the form of talents, which are measurements and weights of gold or some kind of money. Um, he gave each of them a unique measure he gave one ten, he gave one five, and he gave one one. And as he gave them these talents, he then left. And when he came back a long time later, he found that two of the servants that became stewards, the moment you receive something that isn't yours and you're meant to do something with it, you become a steward. You're someone that's meant to care for this. You're meant to take responsibility for it. And they were given this. Two of them, they turned around and they doubled it. They used it and it came back to them and they were able to have something greater to show than they were before. They used it well. They were a good steward of what they were entrusted with. But there's another man who has received this and out of fear, he buries it in the ground. Now, the Bible doesn't say he goes off into some other land and squanders it. He doesn't spend it at the store. He doesn't gamble it away or use it in some sinful way. He just buries it. So whenever they come back, there it is, just as it was left. I mean, here it is. I, I gave it to you just as you gave it to me. It's like no better, no worse. It just is. It's here. And he's called a wicked servant because he didn't do what he was supposed to do with what he was entrusted with. And, and that has convicted me this week as I've thought about this series, is how many of us have received these incredible gifts that God has given to us, and we have buried them in the ground. And I want you to know, I don't want to be a church that buries our talents. We're, let, come on, can we say we are not going to bury our talents? We're going to use them for the things that God has called us to. And, and so... They're buried. And, and, and I'm like, oh, how many things have, have gained dust? And how many, how many, you've been used powerfully in the gifts of the Spirit, but maybe life and circumstances or whatever has just led you to a place where it's kind of dormant and, and dust has collected. But I'm believing this, that God is going to do a resurrecting work in this season. He's going he's gonna to shake some things up. He's going to activate and reactivate some things in your heart and in your life because he, he has use for you. I want you to know he's not done with you yet. He's not done with me yet. He wants to use us for a greater purpose than we could ever imagine. And it's all about serving others. It's all about others. I want you to know the gift that came into your life by the work of the Holy Spirit. He has gifted you for a reason, for a goal, and that is for the sake of others. That ultimately, and you've heard this before and we'll say it again, now the gifts of the Spirit, the gift that flowed to you is meant to flow through you. The gifts of the Spirit that flow into your life are given to you not just for you. It's for the sake of others. And they flow through you to touch others. The gifts of the Spirit are given to be given to others. There's a reason. That's the reason. And whenever that happens, others are encouraged. Others are drawn to Jesus. Others are built up in their faith. Others are encouraged and strengthened um, and what happens is an edifying work, a building up, a strengthening, an enforcing happens in your own life because of the Spirit of God working through someone else's life. As we go on here and we continue to, to kind of look through this passage, we see that then uh, Peter begins to go in and help us understand a bit better what the different gifts are, what the types of gifts are. 
and I want to give you kind of two large categories. We're going to be exploring uh, different passages of Scripture in this series where the list um, of the different gifts of the Spirit are kind of shared. Now, none of these lists are exhaustive, and you'll see that the Holy Spirit, He's gifted the church in so many beautiful ways and gifted us as individuals. And you may not know it today, but there are gifts that you have that you may not even recognize that the Holy Spirit has gifted you with, and they're meant to be used for the Lord's sake. Um, and so it's, it's going to be a beautiful process of discovering that and understanding it clearer. But Peter gives two categories, and I want to just share those with you briefly. The first one, he says, do you have the gift of speaking? Do you have the gift of speaking? So there are gifts in verse 11, it says, um, gifts of speaking. He said, if you have that, then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. So there are certain types of gifts, and you'll see them in the different lists that we share with you uh, from different passages of scripture that are all about inspired speech. That when the Spirit of God comes upon you, and one of the gifts that he's given is that you would actually speak out. And some of those would be gifts of prophecy, um, words, words of knowledge, words of wisdom. Uh, some will be other tongues, that you're literally speaking in a language that you do not understand. And sometimes, just sometimes, it could be that you're speaking in a language that someone else understands. Um, and other times, you're speaking in a heavenly language. Um, and, and, and so then God will give others the gifts to be able to understand and discern and hear and interpret those words and speak them out in a known tongue language so that everyone that hears can be built up and encouraged. Um, so there's all these different ones and they're about speaking. And he says, if your gift is speaking, then don't speak your own words, speak the words of God that he's given to you. Amen. Now that, that feels like such a huge undertaking, speak the words of God. Well, guess what? Time and again and again, God raises up his people in different seasons and he puts his words in their mouth to speak out to others. So guess what? He does that still today. He desires to speak to his people. And guess what? He chooses us sometimes to be the instrument of that. It doesn't mean everything I say is, of, is, is always God because I'm a person. I'm a vessel. But as I surrender to the Lord, um, he will at times speak through me. And even at times when I don't even understand he's speaking through me. Isn't that amazing? That it isn't always like a little, a little light goes on and says, this is the Lord speaking. Sometimes you'll just be speaking. You'll have no idea the Holy Spirit speaking through you to someone's circumstance, to someone's life. And it's beautiful when we begin to just surrender ourselves to the Lord. But it starts with one place, being willing to surrender to say, Lord, I don't just want my words, I want your words. Holy Spirit, I want you to speak through me. You know, for me in my own life, this amazing thing happened that ultimately is a fulfillment of God's word in Acts chapter 2, that on the day of Pentecost, the Bible says they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit of God gave them the utterance. It wasn't their ability, it was the Spirit's ability to speak through them. That happened to me. I didn't ever read the Bible. I didn't know anything about that. All I knew is that I had turned my life to Jesus and when I turned my life to Jesus and I decided I was going to follow him, I also said, I want everything that you have for me. Maybe that's a dangerous prayer. It definitely is a dangerous prayer. That when you just say, God, I want everything you have for me. I don't want to hold anything back. Lord, I'm all in. Are you all in today? If you're all in, be careful. Fasten your seatbelt. God's going to do things that you won't even understand at times. So I came forward and I stood at a front of a church service like this at a camp and I stood there and I was trying to read the words to a, to a song that was up there and I wasn't too familiar with the song, but I got into it and I started to realize that the words I was saying were not the words on the screen. In fact, I never, I don't even know the words. I didn't even know the language I was speaking. 
that was scary. I don't know about you. That's kind of weird. Um, and, and so I, I stopped and I kind of thought it was strange. And I went and I actually left the meeting and I stood outside because I thought, I don't know what just happened. Did I get brainwashed or some cults or some weird thing going on? And I talked to some friends and they opened up the Bible to Acts chapter 2 and said, this is what happened to you. I said, yep, that's what happened to me. Praise God. You know, I was able to understand and see because God's word confirms my experience. I went there, I saw it, I said, okay, Lord, this is what you do. Praise God, this is what you've done for me. I didn't say praise God, I didn't understand all that Christianese back then. But, but, you know, I was two days into it at this point of following Jesus. I went from being an atheist to being filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking other tongues in about a three-day period of time. That's, that's how God works. That's what he can do, right? But it's all about surrendering to him. It's all about that. Um, so he says, if you speak, then speak the very words of God. And so there are these gifts that are going to be associated with you speaking, and God will speak through you by the power of his spirit. But then he says, if you have the gift of helping others or of serving, then do it all with the strength and energy that God supplies. Now, there are other gifts of doing, gifts of doing different kinds of things. So it's not just about speaking. Times God will actually use you to do something by the work of the Spirit. And, and there are things that you have been, um, the Spirit of God has equipped you to do, given you a gift to do. There are gifts of, of, of leading. There are gifts of giving. There are gifts of hospitality. There, there are different gifts that have been distributed that the Holy Spirit will use. And you may not even know it, but you have that gift. The Spirit has given that to you as you're in Christ, and he wants to use that for the sake of others. When we operate in the gifts that the Spirit has given us, what it does is God receives the glory. It points others to Jesus. It says in everything, you're going to bring glory to God through Jesus. All the glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Come on up, Pastor Rick. The, the amazing thing is that when you start to surrender and you're used in these gifts, um, you have to recognize that it's not about you. It's about the Lord working through you and his desire to reach other people and minister to other people. And I know that God has been preparing us for this because this journey has been uh, a while going in my own heart, in my own life. You can ask my wife and I that I've just sensed a reviving in my own heart that the Spirit of God wants to do something new in my life, through my life, and I believe in our church um, to get back to these roots, to get back to these places because I, I believe that in the church today, in the church in America today, let's say too, that we're doing a lot in our own strength and we can have a great church service and all it is is us. But I want you to know it's not about having a good thing. It's about having a God thing in, there, in our midst, right? We can come and go and sing the songs and leave and feel like everything was good. But I, I just believe with everything in me that there are those times that you come together and you sing the songs and you do everything you do and it wasn't good, it was God. God showed up. God moved. God's presence was so there. And that's what I want. I want the God thing. I don't just want the good thing in our midst. And I think we can, we can just in our own strength, we can get some good things. But until we surrender completely to the work of the Spirit, we can't have the God things that He wants to do in and through us and among us. And... Uh, a few weeks ago, I shared this with you, but I want to share it again because I just want you to understand the journey that we're about to take. That as you press in, it's, it, it's really a step of faith and it's a following of a prompting that at times the Holy Spirit's going to begin to prompt you to do something, to say something, and you're going to think, well, that's just me or that's just this or that's that. And you have to learn what it means to follow the prompt, okay? 
and to let's just be obedient whenever the Spirit's prompting you. And even to learn what that means and to learn to discern a bit more when God's speaking and when he wants to speak through you. And that will come with time. But a few weeks back, I was here on a Sunday and I stood up and I was reading from this Bible, Acts chapter 4. And as I'm reading um, in second service, some of you were here. I got this really bad pain right here in my side. And I got this pain and, and I wasn't sure if I'd be able to preach the whole message that was coming up later in the service. So I said, amen. And I kind of get off the platform. And as I walk, soon as my foot hits the ground, the pain just alleviates from me. And so I'm like, praise God. You know, I think I, you know, I was so confused. Like what, what, you know, what's happening? What was I having? What was going on? And I wanted to go tell my wife about it. But before I could get to her, I sensed this thing, this, this prompting in my heart, someone here has this. So it's like, all right. Now, did I know for sure? hundred percent. I didn't, I, I just, I had to, to in that moment, figure out, am I going to go here and just sit on that and kind of think, or am I going to follow that prompting and say something? And so I went back up and got up on the platform. Some of you are here. You saw this happen. And I said, there's someone here that might have this. And, uh, and I don't know if Roger is here. Is Roger, are you here today? Balcony. On the balcony we're at. There's Roger. How you still feeling good, man? Praise the Lord. He's here. See? He's afraid. He, he went all the way to the balcony. He doesn't want me calling him out again, I guess. <laughs> but he stands up and he comes running forward. I didn't know that what was going on in his life, but I felt the spirit of God in that moment. Like the Lord is here. He's going to meet him. And we prayed and we prayed. And this was an issue from your childhood, right? For years, like don't, no doctors could figure out what to do about it. And in one moment, the spirit of God met him and healed him and there he is, praising God with his young family. It's like, that happens. I tell you that for two reasons, church. One is because how many of you were here when that happened, the, the day it happened? Didn't it do something to you? Didn't it do something to your faith to remind, like, God hears us. God heals. God restores. That's the purpose of the gifts of the Spirit operating. It builds you up. But number two, it's, it's a danger. I could have missed it. And I don't know what would have happened if I would have went and just sat down or if I would have got up and said, you know what, I had this pain in my side, but when I, when I stepped down, you know, God healed me and now I'm all better. And it's all, I could have just like missed it, you know, and just went on thinking about whatever. But we have to remain sensitive. And when we do and when we follow the prompting of God, people get healed. Lives are changed and transformed. And, and I, I won't go into detail, but I had a similar experience happen a few Wednesday nights ago where where. I felt the Lord prompted something in my heart and I spoke it out. And as I spoke it out, um, the person was there and they were dealing with the very thing that we were talking about. And it was just like the Holy Spirit just separated the whole room and just said of the 203 or four people that were there, I know what you're walking through. I know what you're wrestling with. I know you're trapped in it. And today I can give you freedom. It's like the Lord just, just wanted him to know that and just to bring freedom to him. And not only to him, there were other people in the room that were dealing with the same thing and they were ready to experience freedom as well. That's what the Lord does, but we can miss it. And I'll tell you what, I won't go into detail, but that was even scarier than what I just told you about the pain in my side. Because when you're the one that's in the middle of it, there's a lot that can weigh on you and there's a lot of like head games that can get played. Is this just me? Is this the Lord? What is... I want you to know that as we follow the prompt and as we learn to hear the voice of God, church, 
he's going to begin to move in ways that you could never imagine. And I tell you anything I tell you, it's, I don't get any of the glory in that because I could have missed it. I'm human. I'm flesh and blood. God gets all the glory. Amen. He's the one that touched. He's the one that knew exactly what was going on. I didn't know any of it, but God does. And he wants to work through it. But here's what I want you to know. That story is meant to be your story in so many different ways. Let's lean in and let's learn what that means. Amen. So let's stand to our feet right now. And here's all I could tell you. That if you desire that, if you desire, as the Bible tells you to, to be used by God, to operate in the gifts that the Holy Spirit has for his church, then it's up to you to not rely on yourself or to rely on any person. It's to rely on the Holy Spirit. And the first thing you do is you ask the Holy Spirit. This is what Jesus says to us in Luke chapter 11. He says, any father, how much will a father, if his son asks him for a fish, will give him a snake? No, he won't do that. He said, if you ask for an egg, he won't give him a scorpion. Our father gives good gifts. So if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him for it? And the first thing you ask for is you ask for a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit. Today, you received the Holy Spirit when you came to Jesus, but there's this work, this, this, this moment that happens in the life of a believer that comes after your salvation moment, after you come to Jesus. And in the same way that last week we celebrated a baptism with water, Jesus said himself in Acts chapter 1, verse 5, he said, John baptized with water, but in a few days from now, you're going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And so in the same way that someone is kind of just completely submerged and overflowing with water, the Bible shows in Acts chapter 2 that there's this moment that happens in the life of a believer when you call upon the Lord and ask him for the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit will be poured over you and there'll be a baptism in the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and when that happens, it transforms your life. It changes you. And what happens, God gives you a boldness, a confidence to follow him. He makes you a witness so that you can share his love with others. And it's something that he does by his spirit working in and through you. And this morning, I want to give you an opportunity if you've never experienced that. I mean, I wish I could open up a tank and I could dunk you in the Holy Spirit. I can't do that. Here's what happens. Jesus, he's the spirit baptizer. The Holy Spirit gets poured out, but you have to ask the Lord for that. It's between you and him and he will give the Holy Spirit if you ask him and as that happens I just know that there's a strengthening inside of you some of you you've experienced it before but you need a fresh outpouring today uh, some of you have never experienced it before and I believe because I've been praying and believing God you're going to experience it today at this altar so if you need that you desire that come on into this altar just leave your seats right now and let's just come and let's just gather here today if you're going to ask the Holy Spirit just to be poured out if you'd like to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit just leave your seat right now just come to the front you don't have to wait um, just come forward and we're just going to believe God for this together. Come on, don't feel shy. Don't, nothing crazy is going to take place. This is just a moment between you and the Lord. And the Lord's going to meet you as you reach out to him. He's going to meet you as you seek him. Today, if you just desire to be used in the gifts of the Spirit and you 
haven't ever been used before, it begins at this altar. Just come forward and just ask the Holy Spirit to give you those gifts, to give you those things that you so desperately need. Come on, you don't have to wait another moment. If you're in the balcony, please don't stay there. Come on down. Just let's spend some time and let's just leave our seats, leave our comfort zones, and just come and let's just gather together. And in these moments, in the sweetness of these moments, let's just seek everything the Lord has for us today. Let's seek everything Jesus wants for us to have. Come on, wherever you are in this room, just begin to lift your voice right now. Begin to pray. Perhaps you've already experienced this in your own life. Begin to pray for those that are here that they would experience the promise of God in their life, that they would experience a fresh outpouring of his presence, of his spirit over them. Come on, if you're here, just begin to cry out to the Lord. Begin to ask Jesus to come and fill you afresh. Ask the Holy Spirit just to touch your life and to fill you today. Yes, yes, Lord. Come on, I want every person in this room with the sound of my voice praying and seeking the Lord in this way. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. and it's a language you don't understand. You just go by faith. You just begin to speak that out as the Lord is giving you the ability. He's not going to take control of your vocal cords and force anything on you, but as you'll sense that prompting, just begin to obey that and begin to just speak out as the Lord gives you the ability.
this altar, I just want you to begin to praise God, begin to speak to the Lord, whatever you know to say. Just begin to praise him, begin to thank him and worship him. Say, thank you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. Thank you for saving me. Just begin to tell him whatever you might know of him, whatever he's done for you. Just begin to proclaim that and begin to share that with him. And as you're sharing and as you're worshiping him in these moments, I, I just believe that the Holy Spirit's being poured out. He's touching many already. You can kind of hear it as you're walking among the altar here. But as he's pouring in himself out, just begin to pray. If you're, if you're here and you're just wherever you are right now and you know you need to experience that, just begin to ask the Lord. Begin to lift your hands to the Lord. Just begin to take a posture of surrender. Don't hold back. Don't uh, kind of try to overthink and, and get in your own head. I can do that. But just surrender right now. Just surrender your mouth. Surrender your heart. Surrender your life. Lord, I want to be used by you. Lord, I want everything that you have for me today. Oh, Holy Spirit, be poured out on your people today. Jesus, touch afresh and anew each one that's seeking you in this way. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.